Graphic tees and hats, phrases on clothing, chuggy. When does something stop being trendy and start being chuggy? And is it time to just stop trying ever to be up to date? This word that emerged out of TikTok to call out anything that's off-trend or recently expired, especially if it's associated with millennial culture, has been applied to a wide array of pretty disparate things, from pumpkin spice lattes to Harry Potter to literally any Apple products. I did a thing. Hashtag feeling 22. But first, coffee. But the sheer existence of Chugi underlines just how impossible it is to stay relevant today when trends come and go so rapidly. And it raises the question, what is the point of even attempting to keep up at all? As trends change at ever-increasing paces, the time limit we have to enjoy something new without being criticized for it and having to ironically mock it gets laughably short. Three things I think are trendy now, but will be chuggy looking back on them. All of this is why some people are claiming there's nothing wrong with chuggy and attempting to own their chugginess. Because maybe it's the resistance to chuggy that's chuggiest of all. Here's our take on how if fighting chuggy is a lost cause, maybe we should just embrace it and let people enjoy whatever lame, comforting things make them feel a glimmer of happiness in this frequently stressful, exhausting world. Here are some things that I think are chuggy. Don't be offended if these are things you like. I, too, have fallen victim to the chug. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to be notified about all of our new videos. According to the New York Times, it's not quite basic and it's not quite uncool. And it can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. Chuggy is a Gen Z term coined by software developer Gabby Rassen while she was attending Beverly Hills High School in 2013, and then introduced to the wider culture via TikTok in the spring of 2021 by LA copywriter Hallie Kane. It's the opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school, maybe, maybe not. Today, the list of things that are chuggy is ever-growing. The tabs Lydia Venn throws in caring about the Kardashians, the color rose gold, and thinking Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are couple goals. The New York Times' Taylor Lawrence adds Gucci belts with the large double G logo, being really into sneaker culture and anything Chevron. While BuzzFeed news reporter Kelsey Weekman sums it up by arguing it's a new word for what was previously called the millennial girlboss aesthetic. We are turning the boardroom into the broad room. Chuggy is in part a marker of generational divide. It's not quite the same as basic, but a lot of things that Gen Z called Chuggy would have been deemed basic by millennials. Your uh, symptoms are completely completely in line with other basic pictures. You're into scented candles, you own a picture frame that says family on it. As Alex Luger put it to the New York Times, we were basic in our 20s and now we're chuggy in our 30s. But whereas basic was millennials poking fun at other millennials, Gen Z uses chuggy as a way to distance themselves from their out-of-touch, try-hard millennial elders. If you graduated college in the year 2015, you are most definitely chuggy. Gen Z's adoption of chuggy as a way to gently roast millennials feels in keeping with the much publicized, probably exaggerated, generational wars between these two, which often focus on deeply trivial things, like skinny versus baggy jeans or side versus center parts. The term took off on TikTok, the social media platform with the most cachet among Gen Z, while it designates as chuggy a lot of things associated with a different social media platform, Instagram, a more stereotypically millennial app. Instagram captions like these, chuggy. So glad I married this weirdo. Fluttering heart emoji. Getting the band back together. Hashtag all the wine. In fact, if you want a quick explainer for chugginess, you could do a lot worse than listen to Bo Burnham's song, White Woman's Instagram. Latte foam art. 
well as the song being a good list of chuggy characteristics, it also touches on the other common denominator to chugginess, that is, it's predominantly applied to women, something that's launched debate on whether chuggy is, like basic, just another misogynistic way to police women based on the things they buy. And like Burnham's song, chuggy is specifically about white women, something that influencer and writer Kiera Bria picked up on soon after the term went viral for the first time. I would argue that it's not a phrase that came from Gen Z to millennials, but actually from white girls to other white girls. Unlike Chugi, other viral trends like the Karen or the Becky came first from the black community as a way to identify or poke fun at certain kinds of white women who embodied white privilege in a particular way. Chugi almost feels like white Gen Zs have reacted to this popular criticism of whiteness and tried to insulate themselves from any potential criticism by joining the fun. I find it so interesting to be sitting back watching white women micromanage what makes other white women cool. Unfortunately though, the result is a lot of casual misogyny directed at women and internalized misogyny that women direct at themselves. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? It's really important to give myself some of the same love love, attention, and understanding I give my friends and family, and that's why I invest in myself through therapy. BetterHelp lets me set aside time to focus on my emotional needs and goals so that I can be the best version of myself out in the world. It seriously has been so valuable for my overall happiness and self-esteem. Plus, it makes me a better friend and partner. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Takers get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash mytake. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H help.com slash my take. I was on Facebook. Nobody cools on Facebook anymore. In the social network, Mark Zuckerberg is clear about what is making his new website a success, and that's coolness. We don't know what it will be. We know that it is cool. That is a priceless asset, I'm not giving up. But since Facebook's early days, a whole series of popular social networks have popped up, each one's success with young people diminishing the coolness of the last. While Facebook clearly remains a giant, how long has it been since it was considered cool? Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. The word trend has been in use since the 50s and derives from a Proto-Germanic word for turn or revolve, which gets at how, by definition, trends are always in motion. What's in is already on its way to being out. When we think of trends from eras gone by, we can often organize them by decades. Over time, trends have been speeding up. In the early 90s, the laid-back slacker aesthetic of grunge was brought into the mainstream by bands like Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. But by the middle of the decade, with that style becoming embraced by advertising in the fashion industry, the coolness of the grunge look became diluted. I don't get how guys dress today. I mean, come on, it looks like they just fell out of bed. Today, this cycle is happening on overdrive in a matter of months, weeks, days, or hours. It's no surprise that the Chuggy label emerged out of TikTok, as TikTok and social media more broadly, have cultivated this new fast-paced trend ecosystem with their obsession with trends. On Twitter, trends officially can't last more than a day, while the term trending was born from Twitter hashtags. Thanks to social media, rather than trends trickling down from influential media voices, 
They get hoovered up from anyone who posts something viral. And instead of a small number of people doing something while everyone watches and slowly catches up, everyone starts doing it immediately, and the cycle from trendy to chuggy is very quickly complete. Chuggyness underlines just how short the life cycle of cool actually is now, because if we look at things that get called chuggy, some of them were actually seen as pretty cool not so long ago. Liking Harry Potter as an adult, for instance, comes up a lot. I personally don't want to be associated with people who still think that Harry Potter movies are a personality trait. It's an easy shorthand generational target for going after millennials who grew up with Harry Potter when it was first released. But in the 2010s, Harry Potter seemed like an untouchable, nearly universally beloved cultural treasure and was expanding its universe, undergoing a cultural revival. In 2016, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was released, and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child launched in London's West End, drawing praise for its more complicated investigation of Slytherin characters, as well as its progressive move of casting a black woman to play Hermione. Brown eyes, frizzy hair, and very clever white skin was never specified. She loves Black Hermione. Yet while today the franchise is as successful as ever, its cultural capital was suddenly threatened when it was mired in the controversies associated with Fantastic Beasts actor Johnny Depp and J.K. Rowling. We can still love and cherish the story, but we can no longer economically support the franchise. Harry Potter is not the only cultural product whose newfound chuginess aligns with a re-examination of its politics from this new generation. Arguably, the defining cultural product of the 2010s is the musical Hamilton, and the defining artist its creator, Lin-Manuel Miranda. First performed on Broadway in 2015, Hamilton epitomized Obama-era America's idea of the liberal progressive ethos. Immigrants, we get the job done! And Hamilton was undeniably cool. But Gen Z aren't as in awe of Lin-Manuel Miranda as millennials were. Back when I was just a little baby boy from Queens, I was just a founding father from 1893. While Hamilton's original coolness stemmed from how fresh and different it felt to cast people of color as founding fathers and interpret national history through the medium of hip-hop, the show has faced a reappraisal, drawing criticism for not going further than casting to more radically question many of the dominant narratives of the founding fathers. Raise a glass to freedom. Ain't this about a bitch? There's nothing inherently bad about the things that get called chooky. They don't necessarily damage the environment or feel problematic. They're just considered a bit mainstream, cliched, or out of style. In fact, the biggest factor of commonality across a lot of chooky things is that they deliver a sense of comfort and nostalgia, which maybe clashes with a more cynical worldview. A day in the life of a chooky. Cute little cricket project, check. Semi-annual sale, check. Monogrammed glitter tumbler, check. Starbucks stop, check. In 2021, BuzzFeed's Daniela Emanuel launched a quiz to determine which of the 12 most popular TV shows of all time were chuggy. Glee, the show with the highest percentage of chuggy votes, achieves this status thanks to its soapy high school drama plotlines, the earnestness of musical theater and acapella troops, and the nostalgia of some of its song choices. If you take away the obvious correlation between being older and seen as chuggy, the shows considered the most chuggy all have an earnest, comforting, nostalgic lack of cynicism at their core. See This Is Us, How I Met Your Mother, Grey's Anatomy, and The Big Bang Theory. The comforting aspect of chugginess also explains why being a Disney adult has come to be seen almost universally as chuggy, after the launch of Disney Plus in 2019 made the Disney canon that adults had grown up with immediately and easily accessible. Castle. It's so beautiful. 
But given the uncertain, anxious times we're living through, is it any wonder people are seeking out comforting, nostalgic escapist media to consume? Friends, described by Emmanuel as objectively chuggy, may be dated and out of touch in many ways, yet its chuggy comfort food warmth makes it more popular than ever. With giant viewership, worldwide Friends Fest gatherings, and the recent Friends reunion. We just channeled all of our adoration and love for each other into Ross and Rachel. Meanwhile, the shows that didn't get voted as chuggy on BuzzFeed tend to be newer and cooler, but they may be having to work a lot harder to underplay or caveat any perceived earnestness. For all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine's sweetness, it's more focused on zanier comedy and can be fairly self-conscious about its emotional moments. You're a good dad. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Oh, check this out. Working siren. <laughs> New Girl's slow burn Ross and Rachel update Nick and Jess feel less chuggy and realer, but that also makes their relationship lower stakes and less idealistic, as if their romance isn't taking itself too seriously. There's a quirky, self-effacing quality to these shows that undercut any soapiness, and thus avoid the chugginess label, but do this by rarely allowing themselves to be too straightforward. Chuggy may have started out as an insult from Gen Z to millennials, but it's now embraced by plenty of people, especially millennials, as a way to celebrate the defining cultural moments of their generation, just like basicness has been reclaimed before it. You're right. I am a basic bitch with a bad charm. Ironically, this act of reclamation may be enough to shed any chuggy association. Going back to the word's originator, Gabby Rassen explained in the New York Times that looking good for yourself and not caring what other people think, that confidence exudes non-chugginess. So can you really be chuggy if you're happily embracing chuggy purely for yourself? We've become used to being judged by the things we like, the culture we consume, the clothes we wear, and just generally what our taste is. But is that really the best way to understand understand who we are? The 2000s rise of the ultra-discerning hipster who prided themselves on their taste in chasing ever more exclusive trends Fixed gear bikes are over. was widely lamented and mocked by our culture at large. But today, complaining about chuggy feels like it comes from that same place, judging people based on the versions of themselves they put online, as if we should all spend endless effort and attention to how the public details of our style keep up with or stay ahead of mainstream trends. It's an exhausting expectation, and the end point is that everything you like will eventually become chuggy. So if chugginess is inevitable, maybe we should embrace our inner chug and just let people enjoy the things they enjoy without worrying about whether they're cool. Criticizing someone for self-consciously leaning into the things they love says more about the person throwing the insult. I am so basic and I'm owning it. This is The Take on your favorite movie shows and culture. Subscribe so you can watch all of our videos.